They're regarded that way. Amen? Everlasting Father. The fourth name characteristic of God's government on the Christ, the Messiah. There are characteristics, guys, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. They are characteristics of what we're supposed to carry, study, learn, and become to our families and to society. The everlasting fathers, that pastoral care. And every man has it. Not only men, but women, but today's Father's Day, so particularly. You have a, there's a, a, a pastoral, not doesn't make you a pastor, but a capability of pastoring your family, your marriage, your children, and your legacy. And the last one in that Isaiah is Prince of Peace. Matter of fact, I'd like you to put that up there. And Did we welcome the Holy Spirit this morning? Happy Father's Day. It looks like I was going to wear those shirts again today. But I opted to go Hawaiian. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 9. If you go to verse 6, a little different. This is fresh manna. Say fresh manna. And the children are here too. So kids, while you're no, while you're in here, children, just hear what I'm sharing, and you can look at the screens as well. But hear what the heart of the Father God is today, speaking to us as a congregation. Every one of us, let's read this out loud, if you would join me. So as we read the sacred script. Together, let's go. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Next verse, please. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Go back to the previous verse, please. Six. I want to show you something in here that the love of our Heavenly Father is provided for the body of Christ. Now, I want to say this. The characteristics that are on the shoulders of the Messiah are on the husband and the wife. The man, if he's single, but as a couple, that government is upon them. 
But in the scripture, this is a type and shadow. Paul writes about types and shadows in 1 Corinthians 5 and 6. That the types and shadows in scripture are for our education. The government that's on his shoulders is the fivefold ministry. The office of wonderful is the apostle. The prophet picks up on it and says, How lovely on the mountains are the feet of them that bring good news. An apostle is a sent one, male or female. That has nothing to do with gender. Counselor, the prophet's office. That doesn't mean this is not calling everybody in the body of Christ an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, pastor, and teacher. But I'll say this. Every one of those characteristics there's a grace, a fragrance of them in each and every one of our lives in some way, shape, or form. Because when you sit under the offices of an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, the anointing that is on their life pours down, and it's a picture of Psalm 133. Remember Psalm 133? It said how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the oil poured on Aaron's head dripping down his beard and onto his body. That's a picture of what the anointing does through the fivefold offices to the church. So the counselor, most prophets I've talked to, they don't do counseling. <laughs> the counsel is the divine wisdom of God coming out of their vessel to protect, to, to be that blessing to the church. Amen. To also reveal things of the future or even the past, the gifts of the Spirit flowing through those offices and the revelatory. Then you have mighty God, the evangelist, working miracles. I got news for you. I've seen a lot of couples, and even couples in this room, seem to work miracles in their family situations. <laughs> Amen? See, wherever two or more agree on anything and touch on it, it shall be done in heaven. Hallelujah. And also sharing our faith. Everlasting Father is the pastoral gift. And it's interesting, the thumb, a lot of times for pictures, the thumb is compared to be the apostle, the foundation of the hand. The pointing finger is the prophet. <laughs> giving direction. Come on, insight. Amen? Stay with me. The third finger is the evangelist, the one that goes out the furthest and reaches out to touch others. Everybody in here, I tell you, there's a DNA, there's something inside of every one of us that wants to reach out and touch somebody with the love of God. And what is that? It's the love of our Heavenly Father working in us through Jesus. Amen? Prince of Peace. Let's not leave out peace. Does anybody in here need peace in your heart, in your soul, in your mind? I think we all do, right? And I'll tell you what, peace is under attack. Our peace, our personal peace, and I want to say this, the corporate peace of the house. It's under attack. Because the devil knows that if you and I are out of peace, that we're really out of faith. We cannot be in faith and lack peace. Because faith is the assurance of things hoped for. 
All hell can be breaking loose in our life or around us. But faith is that constant. It's that North Star. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus fixed his faith like a flint towards Jerusalem, knowing that was laying before him for the benefit of all. But there's a peace that's beyond understanding. And it's from Heavenly Father. Now, if you're lacking peace today, why don't you say, I claim that by faith. <laughs> I claim peace by faith. Because it's mine in Him. It's pretty marvelous that you see these types and shadows in Scripture. I want to talk about the position of the Father. This is the message. Because I sense the love of God for all of us in here. I'm going to read to you some history about fathering from the Eastern mindset, where the garden was. The exalted position of the Father. Say Eastern mindset. Everybody, Eastern mindset. Tell your neighbor, this is the Eastern mindset. The exalted position of the Father. The social structure described in the Old Testament is known as a patriarchal society. And the word patriarchy means the rule of the Father. Say rule of the Father. It's not a dictatorship. But like Heavenly Father, the fruit of the Spirit that we see in Galatians chapter 5, those fruits of the Spirit are what exudes out of our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen? Preach back at me. So the rule of the Father in the house is to be that point person. He shares that oversight of, of a family unit with his wife, and they bring forth offspring for much more than just having kids. It's to continue a family name that honors God. In Christianity, it's a family name that will bring honor and glory to God. Amen? This is what it says. The father commanded a high position in the family of Old Testament times. His word was law. In addition, the Hebrew word translated into English as husband actually means Lord, master, owner, or possessor. <laughs> Didn't you remember Sarah called Abraham Lord? Come on. It was... Small L, see, lowercase L. Say lowercase L. <laughs> but she had, there was an honor and a respect that she gave Abram and then Abraham. She said, my Lord. So you can find that in Genesis eighteen twelve and Hosea two sixteen. Because of his position shared to some degree with his wife, a man expected to be treated as royalty by the rest of the family. This is the Eastern culture. <laughs> Amen. 
The fifth commandment carries this idea of the importance of the parents one step further when it states, honor your father and your mother. Honor. So let's read that together. Honor your father and honor your mother. A commandment, amen? The word honor often refers to one's response to God. In other words, this commandment suggests that the parents should receive a recognition similar to that given to God. Say similar. Honoring the parents is walking in the footsteps of Jesus. I want to say this. Some of us, your parents are still alive. Give them honor today. If your father is deceased and has gone home and your mother's alive, get in contact with your mother and say, thank you for being such great examples, you and dad. Amen? Pay an honor to, to them. Along with the honor of the position as head of the family, the father was expected to assume certain responsibilities. Amen? This is an Eastern mindset but it, it spread, the gospel spread throughout the world. Amen? So the following things I'm going to say, please embrace it. These responsibilities can be classified into three categories. The spiritual responsibility of the home. The social responsibility of the home. And the economic responsibility of the home. Say spiritual, social, and economic. Remember the government's upon his shoulders? Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't it be nice to be... For your family to walk in the house, the men, and hear, there's wonderful. Hey, there's my counselor. Glory to God. <laughs> ah, there's that mighty father. Glory to God. <laughs> I think that has a phone booth somewhere. There's the everlasting father. There's my dad, the one who reflects heavenly father. There's the one that when he's around, I know everything's good, even if everything's going crazy around us. There's a peace that is present when Dad's there. Pretty cool, huh? And it's true with the mother as well. She is his helpmate, one called alongside, comparable able to do the same functions that has a different function in appropriation. First of all, the father was responsible for the spiritual well-being of the family. As well as the individual members of the family. Now, you have to understand something. This message in this gospel went out from the east and it came over to the west. Amen? Amen? So, men, 
you and I have the spiritual responsibility in our homes and families. That's the will of God. Say, that's the will of God. Don't let that, don't let that truth deflate how God sees you and diminish the calling of God in your life. If we have not functioned in that capacity, today's the first day of the rest of our life. But, Pastor, my kids are all grown up. And they're not in the house anymore. You still can come into that place and office and begin to decree things over your family and change things. Come on. In the earliest ages, the father functioned as the priest of his family, sacrificing on their behalf. Genesis 12, 8 and Job 1, 5. Later, when a priesthood was established in Israel and the layman no longer functioned at an altar, the father's spiritual role was redefined. He continued to be the religious leader in the home. Guys, you're not a failure. I'm speaking to the men particularly. We're not failures. And maybe we haven't done or fulfilled the calling of God to date as we should have. Maybe our kids are grown up, out of the house. You're still the patriarch of a lineage and legacy. And your spiritual posture your spiritual place in God's kingdom and on the wall can absolutely transform your seed and your seed seed for generations. Maybe we didn't do everything right, but we can sure learn how to. Come on. Amen. In well, let me just stick to the, to the point here. Turn with me to Deuteronomy. This is a little bit different than our society when so much is laid on the woman's responsibility and the, the wife, the mother, in Western circles. In Deuteronomy 6, if you'll go there, Bridge. I'm going to start with verse 1. We all know that the Word of God doesn't change. I have three words that I love to say when I worship the Lord and I interact with Him, and that is, Lord, I know Your Word is immutable, it's incorruptible and irrevocable. Hallelujah. <laughs> Daddy, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> You're not a man that you should lie. 
So with that, let me just, I want to say this today. God wants to rewrite the script and our future experience for every man in this room today. That the information you're hearing right now should be a blessing to everyone that's in this room because we can, he, in him and through him, we can fix the mistakes of the past by faith. Amen? It takes time, a lot of times, to, to patch up stuff. Come on. But love and faith will bring that into a, a divine order. Read, read along with me. So, men, as the spiritual leaders in your home, those here, those listening, and those coming. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. That you may fear the Lord your God. Men, fear the Lord your God. Keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you. You and your son and your grandson. I would like to have all the men read this with me. Verse 2 again. Together, men, read this out loud. That you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Amen? Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you. This is a divine promise that it, life, may be well with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you. A land flowing with milk and honey. Read this with me the next verse together. Everybody in the room. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now, here's the commandment to fathers and mothers. Fathers first. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Fathers, daddies, granddads, great-granddad. <laughs> you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, teach your kids when you lie down and when you rise up instruct your children you shall bind the truth of scripture as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on 
the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Did you ever see in Jewish homes by the door, they always have that symbol. That symbol is a promise of the word of God for their family. Jewish homes or Jewish buildings, you walk in, there's that symbol, a Jewish symbol there that is a, a symbolic of a particular promise or, uh, of God for that family and for that building. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. You shall teach them, verse 7, diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them on your hand. I'm repeating verse 8 again. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Amen? So who's got the onus of responsibility here in the house? Fathers, amen? Amen? Say it boldly. Fathers, hallelujah. I can do this. I can become this. Maybe you are not functioning or haven't functioned in this capacity to date. Don't come under condemnation. Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So here's the adjustment and what I believe for, for our men in this house. Not only as uh, Bobby Jean Merck particularly addressed it in the spirit, but Pastor Carroll has, as a prophet in that office, has said it in times past. God is calling for the men to come forth. God is calling for men to come into their places. It's not just in the home, but in the, in the church of the Lord Jesus, for men to come forward, not because they're better, but, but there's a, a grace and there's an anointing, there's an authority that comes with the male capacity. In the image of God, God created Adam. Woman was fashioned in the image of man. Come on, guys. Amen? We're not better species, but we have a place in the kingdom of God that God wants you and I to fulfill. And Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. As I plead, listen, Jesus said, the Bible says about Jesus, he pleased the Father in all respects. How many would like men, how many of you would like to have that accolade that we pleased our heavenly Father in all respects? It's a good goal, amen? And we can do it through the Word and the Spirit. Hallelujah. Socially, the father's responsibility was to see that no one took advantage of any member of his family. You can take that off the screen for a minute, Rich. Socially, the father's responsibility was to see that no one took advantage of any member of his family. Those who were not protected by a father were truly disadvantaged persons. Amen. Then in the category of a father caring spiritually, socially, and economically, the father was to provide for the needs of the various members of his family. From time to time, however, a lazy person failed to provide for his family. 
Conscientious men sought to mock the lazy man, shaming him to do what was expected of him. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. The Apostle Paul rebuked those who considered themselves Christians, but who did not look after the needs of their families. 1 Timothy 5, 8. Remember he said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Hallelujah. Amen? From this background, we can more fully appreciate God as the believer's father. He knows all about his child, even numbering the hairs on his head. <laughs> I heard one preacher, Buck Herring. <laughs> second, there's a group, second in chapter of Acts in the 70s. And Buck Herring was Ann Herring's husband, and he had a head of hair like me. And he said, he read that, I remember him saying something about, the, you know, the Bible says even the hairs of your head are numbered. And he said, I guess God has other areas in my life that are more important. He got rid of this one. <laughs> Our Heavenly Father protects his child and rescues him when he gets into trouble. You can make this note, Isaiah chapter 63, verses 15 and 16. He protects his child and rescues him when he gets into trouble. Any men in here ever been in trouble, felt like you're in over your neck? Come on, guys, let's just be honest. There are times in my journey where I felt like I got in way over my neck. But we have a promise in Isaiah 63, verse 15 and 16. God will rescue us. Amen? He teaches him the way that he should go. God will teach you and I, men, in the way we're to go. Hosea 11, verses 1 to 3. And our Heavenly Father truly supplies all of our needs. Matthew 6, 33. Jesus gave us a promise and insight into the kingdom. And it was a key. Seek first the kingdom of God. Men, an admonition, an exhortation to you scripturally today is seek always, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And everything you need and your family needs will be added to you. A lot of times the men aren't asking, and if we're silent, our wife is forced to take in to, to move into that place. And thank God for godly women that have a, a nurture and a voice in the spirit. But oh, where two or more agree. Come on. There's power released. Provision is experienced. Provision, protection, and deliverance. Amen. In terms, the father expects honor from his child, although he does not always receive it. Our God deserves honor. Would you agree? There's a law in the spirit. That once we have a light and understanding of what we're supposed to do, at that moment in time, you now are responsible. You've been armed with weaponry, men, just with this simplistic message today so far. 
but yet profound. If we will put our faith to work and seek our Father with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. Seek first the kingdom. How do you seek first the kingdom, Pastor? By the word, through the word of God and the help of the Holy Spirit. He teaches us the kingdom principles. He'll reveal to us the kingdom. Jesus said, it's the Father's delight to give you the kingdom. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's the Father's delight to give you the kingdom. God is good. I want to read, uh, go to Proverbs 22, verse 1, please. Now I'm going to pray for the men today because I really believe. I believe that the Father wants to impart something to you all. And Jesus said something in Luke chapter 4, but he also said it in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to preach good news. To heal the brokenhearted. To open prison doors. To set captives free. To open blind eyes. To comfort all who mourn. Hallelujah. And I believe there's going to be an impartation by the power of God and the Holy Spirit into every man in here today to, to empower you with faith to not only hear something today, but be an, an active doer of what you've heard today and change the destiny of our family lineage. Proverbs 22, for 1, verse says this. I ask everybody to read it out loud. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. What do people think of our names? It's not tr trying to impress people. By being real and genuine, what do people have to say about you? <laughs> In the book of Proverbs, it says, silver and gold are tested by crucibles, but a man is tested by the praise accorded him. We don't look for praise from people, but if we become more godly, praise, accolades, recognition of God's work in our life will come out of others' mouths. Come on. We don't seek it, but it, it'll just happen. It's a spontaneous reaction. So a good name is to be chosen. For me, it's not just about Ray Shannon, Ray Shannon's name. 
bless the name of every one of our offspring. How are they known? What are they known for? We're graced with 14 grandkids. The good name that I hope for and work towards that those 14 grandkids through their pop and their mama that we would have an impact into their lives where there's a value to see that the Shannon name is upheld. Come on, guys. You understand what I'm saying? Grandkids? Oh, no, I'm going to the great-grandies, and then you have a great-grandie. <laughs> like the good name would also be down to our great-grandson. Amen? Look at another one, Ecclesiastes 7.1. We're, going, we're uh, getting close to the end here, and I'm going to pray for the men, and then we'll receive tithes and offerings. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1, Bill, if you would, please. Everybody, let's read this together. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. That's not saying get a rush on leaving the planet. But as soon as I read this, I thought of Proverbs 7, verse A. Proverbs 7a says that the memory of the righteous is blessed. How does our family see us? Our, the unsaved loved ones. How do our neighbors connect with us? Or what do they what do you think their report is about your life and your family? How about people in the workplace? What do they see? How do they know you? I'm going to ask the men to come up, if you would, please. And Pastor Tim, if you will work with me. I'm going to ask all the men to come up today. Jeff, you're a man. Come on. Brian? Pastor Tim, come up with me. I'm just going to ask you to form a line across here, guys. And Joe? Bill? Come on. You're men. Yeah, just form a line across. We have two generations here. Uh, is there somebody that could catch him until Bob? Could you? We'll start with you, and we'll do you last. But here's good news, Bob. He was first as last, and he was last as first. <laughs> Bill, come on up here. Joe, you too. Right here. That boy, just turn a little bit. Turn a little bit more. That a boy. There you go. Saints, if you would, stretch your hands out. Father, we thank you for Joe Riley. We bless him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for soundness of spirit, soul, mind, and body. That there be a miraculous work 
in the brain from the time he got hit by a car. That you would reverse the damage in the mighty name of Jesus and bring a miracle in Jesus' mighty name. That he would have a godly influence and no more erroneous confusion in Jesus' name. We cancel the assignment of the enemy against his life. And we thank you for the power of God flowing through him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You're welcome, Jeff. Father, we thank you for Bill. Bill Riley. Lord, that your purpose for his life is to bring glory to your name. Thank you for a miracle in his life and for the ongoing work of him glorifying you. And that your fame, Jesus, as we sang about that today, that your fame would be communicated through his, through his words, through his actions, from his heart. In Jesus' mighty name. You're welcome, Bill. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for Dennis. Lord, thank you for the, and I have to say it, Dennis, the lineage and legacy of the McNulty clan that you are honored and glorified through this vessel. And Lord, that the memory of his seed is still powerful. We bless you for the anointing and the grace. Thank you. Thank you for the blessing of this name, the McNulty name as it's known to glorify the Father and exalt Jesus. Let your power be seen in and evidence through his words and actions in the mighty name of Jesus and in all his family for your glory, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, for Donato Altamari, we thank you for the Altamari lineage and legacy that it is a godly, by faith we call a godly lineage and legacy. Thank you for your divine order, personally and corporately in his house and through his family tree in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for Nick. Lord, for the lineage and legacy. God, but first of all, the personal plan and purposes and destiny you have for this young man. May your name be glorified in all his actions and his words. Father, that the, the good name that you started with Martino would absolutely be carried on from generation to generation should you tarry. May all his life... <laughs> that you're his joy in the center of his purpose and that your purpose is the center of his hope. In the mighty name of Jesus, may your words and deeds be accomplished big through this vessel for your glory in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, thank you for Danny. Keep praying, church. Pray in tongues. I want to hear some praying in the Holy Ghost, you who would. Lord, we thank you for Daniel, and we speak wholeness, spirit, soul, mind, and body.
that the message today, Father, would be written on his heart, inscribed on his mind, and in his soul. That he would be an effectual doer and hear uh, hear a doer of the work and the word that he hears. Thank you, Father, for the protection over the lineage and the legacy that his seed will grow up to be godly offspring. Hallelujah. Bringing glory to you and joy to his heart. In the holy name of Jesus, may your plans, purposes, and destiny for this young man totally come to pass, be revealed and come to pass in Jesus' name. May he be that father that your word reveals to us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for Dennis. Father, for the Novak name. As a patriarch, Father, for generations, that your grace would be seen, that your characteristics, Father, that are reflected in this man's life and his words and his actions would be passed on. And, Lord, that his example would have an indelible impact and imprint on his family seed for four generations in, in Totobashtete, until all generations in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for the glory. Yeah, therefore, there's the anointing. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brian, come over here, bro. Over here. There we go. Father, thank you for Brian. Come on, guys, keep praying. Stretch your hands out. Lord, we thank you for Brian Piccarelli. You're good. Thank you for your anointing, for your divine design for this young man. Lord, by faith, we thank you for soundness. We thank you for creative miracles. In the holy name of Jesus, that this man will be a man of God, cognizant of your plans and purposes for his life. Lord, that he would metamorphose, that you'll transform his life into that shining expression of Jesus in the way you have designed for him. We praise you for it. We believe for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Father, thank you for Vince. Piccarelli, Father, we thank you for this patriarch of a lineage and legacy. Lord, thank you for the grace and the peace that is multiplied unto him. Lord, thank you for this family. We thank you that as the patriarch that, Lord, that he would fulfill all the purposes that we've even reflected on today. Thank you that you are bringing divine order in a greater way for his joy, for the family's benefit, and unto generations for your glory and for your praise. Divine order in Jesus' holy name. Lord, use the things that you've taught him in his areas of expertise. And may they be applied in the spirit for your glory. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Praise God. Jeffrey.
Right, just like this. Oh boy. Father, stretch your hands out, guys. Lord, we thank you for Jeff. We thank you for your anointing and for Jeff Piccarelli, Lord, that he is a, a, one of your young men. And Father, you're, you have a planned purpose and destiny for this fine gentleman. Lord, as he glorifies you in both word and deed, Father, thank you for your grace. Lord, for a miracle. In Jesus' holy name, that your power would bring divine order into the brain and into his life. In Jesus' holy name, we believe for it. Say thank you. Glorify him, Jeffrey. Amen. St. William. Father, we thank you for William Ridgeway. Lord, for a godly lineage and legacy. Lord, bring, may your anointing, we know your anointing equips us. We thank you for a divine order and faith to rise up big on the inside of Bill. We speak your order into his spirit, his soul, his mind, to his family, and Lord, for generations. In the holy name of Jesus, we believe for a godly lineage and legacy. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. I thank you for boldness. Pew. Boldness, Bill. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Nice shirt. <laughs> Lord, thank you for Mark. Lord, thank you for the Gesserit clan. Thank you for your presence and your power. And Father, for the faith of God rising up big inside this patriarch of both lineage and legacy. We thank you for his children and grandchildren. That he and his wife, Father, reflect the kingdom of God and the genuineness of who you are in their lives and through their deeds and their words. Thank you for being faithful and watching over your word to perform it for him and for his family. In the mighty name of Jesus, raise him up. Bring him into a greater place, hallelujah, of understanding and authority in the kingdom. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. You're welcome, bud. His back? How's, how's your back doing? Okay, well, let's get the back done, too. Hallelujah. Let's just stretch your hands out because he, he, his, his back was fused years ago, but he's had pain issues for 20 years plus, right? So, Lord, we thank you. I tell you what, guys, our corporate faith, now these are the testimonies of, of a lot during the revival, that rods, that people that had fusions or scoliosis or even rods and plates, that when God's miraculous power touched them, he removed them, the plates disappeared from their bodies, rods, and he gave new body parts. So, Lord, 
Mark, Romans 10, 17, 13. Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Why not you? If not now, when? <laughs> so, Lord, thank you for a miracle in his spine. Thank you for being such a good father. Thank you for the miracle. Brand new spine. No more pain. In Jesus' mighty name. We look unto you, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we give you praise for it. An absolute brand new spine. And 20 more pounds. <laughs> Bob? Jeremiah, we still need you up here, bud. Maybe. <laughs> Father, thank you for Bob. We thank you for the faith that he is growing into in you. And as a patriarch of the Cook family, lineage and legacy, that your glory and your anointing would truly bring him into a place of what we just saw today in Scripture, of the reality of the kingdom. Hallelujah. That is the spiritual leader of this family, of his children, an influencer, that what you want your children to see through his life and all those who come in contact with him, that, Jesus, your fame would be experienced and go forth. Father, your glorification take place. <laughs> and Holy Spirit, your anointing and power be evidenced in his life. In the precious name of Jesus, thank you for grafting him into the vine and that his name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you for being a patriarch and him growing in that grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. St. Timothy, Maya, come here. Did you get prayer yet? You're a man, right? No, men. Men, M-E-N. <laughs> we'll do him last, okay? Yeah, you're supposed to be last, right? Come on, Pastor. Father, we thank you. Guys, keep praying. Come on. Let's keep our faith charged. Lord, we thank you for the anointing this morning that destroys yokes and removes burdens. Thank you for a godly legacy and lineage for this young man. In all the, all the days of his life, may your word dwell richly in his heart in all wisdom. May your works be demonstrated through his actions and your love in his heart. Take him to that next level, Lord, of dialogue and communication and revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus, of what it means to be a God-man a man of God for you. In the precious name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and believe for it. Amen. Stretch your hands out towards your...
Pastor. Lord, thank you for the privilege. I have four sons and a, a beautiful daughter. Lord, thank you for this son. That has chosen your path. Thank you for this son that has heard and responded to your call. Thank you for perfecting him and his family, for the blessing he is. And Lord, may that rule and that government flow between him first and foremost, but share with his wife for this family, for generations in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for being a rock that he can stand on. And his foundation is truly on you, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of the Shannon seed and lineage through this family. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise for it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Happy 